0: Money FM 89.3. Best of Breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning, folks. Here's a look at how markets wrapped up overnight. And we've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average inching higher as the 10-year Treasury bonds tumbled below 4%. We also had a surprise gain in retail sales, giving investors further confidence that next year is going to bring a soft economic lending. So looking at the Dow, another record high, ending the day up 150 points to 37,248. So that's up 0.4%. The S&P 500, higher by 0.3% and that's at 4,719 and the Nasdaq Composite in the green by 0.2% to 14,762. So let's dive into what's moving markets with Gordon Johnson. Thanks. Sir. He is the CEO and founder at GLJ Research. Gordon, thanks for joining us on the show today.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Great to have you on. So let's talk about what's moving markets of course this comes off the back of the FMC rate decision, no changes in terms of rates, but some inclination of what's to come in the next year. Let's talk about momentum behind the move so far. What do you make of the rally in the past two days?
1: Right. So I think the rally was driven by an unexpected decision from Jerome Powell. I mean, if you think about it, if you looked at the CPI inflation report, you have a, an acceleration in SuperCore. You have financial conditions based on the Chicago index, the loosest they've been since before the Fed started hiking rates. And you have a number of items, uh, key items that people buy, like food, cars, et cetera, re, re- So the expectation is that they were going to be extremely hawkish. In fact, Nikki Leakes, uh, Tim Timorosos, who works at The Wall Street Journal, predicted that Tao was going to put a rate hike on the table um and be ha- more hawkish they were the opposite of that and as a result the stock market soared that's what we think is driving the stock market as well as the um the drainage of the reverse repo facility which we can get into if you want
0: yeah yeah so lots moving expectations and you pointed out rate cuts on the table right now I believe the fed signal for three the market's actually looking at as much as six what are your expectations Gordon
1: yeah that's a good point so the market is pricing in six before the, uh, Jerome Powell spoke. And the decision yesterday, the market was pricing in roughly two. Um, the Fed is saying three. Listen, I think the issue is, you know, the Fed is signaling that, um, you, know, you know, rate cuts are on the table. And they're signaling a much more dovish stance. Hmm. And I think as a result of that, you know, you see a plunge in the 10-year, 5-year, et cetera, treasury securities. And what that means essentially is like the discount rate on cash flows is lower. When your discount rate is up, the equities are worth more. So I think that's a big part of it. But remember, remember this. This is the biggest part. We've been yelling about this for about two months. It seems people don't want to listen. Maybe now they will. So <laughs> the reverse repo facility, all that is is the excess cash that the Fed printed when they did QE Infinity 2020 to 22. So that's, they printed so much money it had nowhere to go. When it's set in the reverse repo facility, which sits on the Fed balance sheet, it was dormant money. That was money that they printed that wasn't being put to work. Since the debt ceiling was agreed upon, the reverse repo facility has fallen $1.4 trillion. That's literally money that's going into people's pockets. That money is driving stocks up. That's indiscriminate buying of stocks. That's why the stock market is rallying. I think that's an important dynamic that I think a lot of people aren't looking at.
0: Yeah, I think that's an important point, right? Dynamics are changing. So I guess this brings to mind the question what to do from here on, because does this mean things are going to change? Do you have to rotate away from some sectors because of the change in industry expectations, at least looking at some of the signals? Um, some are saying it's starting to look a bit overbought,
1: Yeah, so that's the point. That's a good point. And there's reasons. There's a bunch of reasons for fear to include 4Q earnings season, which I think is going to be dismal overall. But until that reverse repo facility is fully drained, you have an indiscriminate buyer of stocks. And I think that's why the U.S. stock market is surging right now. It's not about valuations. The Fed has killed price discovery because when you just print Mm. money, right, and that money is going into the stock market, there is no price discovery. So we're, we're bearish longer term, but near term, and we've written about this now for two months. Near term, we think that the markets are going to stay strong. We think the momentum is going to stay strong because the Fed is now releasing that reverse repo money literally directly into stocks. So we think there will continue to be indiscriminate buying, looking at valuations when that's happening as we saw with the uh, QE Infinity 2020 to 2022, is not wise. Valuations don't matter right now. I think stocks continue to go higher.
0: All right. Well, in conversation with Gordon Johnson, he's the CEO and founder of GLJ Research. Now, Gordon, let's talk about valuations. What do you do from here on? What looks attractive to you to get into in this market?
1: Well, we're currently saying buy. We're saying buy the uranium stocks and specifically Chemico. We really like Chemico. We're also saying buy Trinity Industries. Trinity is a railroad company. Those are the two stocks we like on the quote. It's not the tech side. Clearly, Chemico is a uranium company. Mm. We'd be owning that. We'd be adding adding to shares of that and, and, and Trinity. But really, listen, what we saw when the Fed started the QE infinity, right? Quantitative easing. What that is, is the Fed literally printing new dollars out of thin air and buying the bonds that Janet Yellen is issuing. And then Janet Yellen takes that money and just literally gives it to people. And those people buy stocks. That's that's effectively how quantitative easing works. When they started doing all the QE in 2020 to 2022, the stocks that performed the best were tech stocks. And the stocks that performed even the best within that sector were like these startup money losing tech stocks. So we're not recommending them because... We just can't recommend companies that don't make cash. But I think the stocks that will do the best will be the tech sector. Do this, um, you know, this endless printing, and specifically within the tech sector, the startups are the the, the cash burners, if you will.
0: Yeah, Telus has had a good run in the past year. Now, talking about what's been performing as well has been the energy sector. Uh, but of course, this is with a lot of dynamics at play, of, um, with the expectations of including the. Outlook for demand starting to waver. We've got a bit of a slowdown expected next year. How do you see the energy sector playing out for the stock market?
1: Right. So I think the energy sector is, you're going to get a pop because I think what's going to happen as a result of all this stimulus, keep in mind, again, financial conditions have now loosened to the weakest they've been since February of 2022. That's before the Fed started hiking rates. So financial mm. conditions are now loose as loose as looser than they as loose as they were when rates were at zero, right? The Fed funds rate is at 5.3%. So I think that there's going to be an expectation that inflation reemerges. And if that expectation flows through the market, energy prices will go higher. So I think there's going to be a near-term sugar high in energy stocks or energy prices and the stocks. And then I think in 2024, I think the realities of people spending less and their spending power being less, are going to result in weak earnings. And I think as that flows through, the energy energy stocks will come under increased pressure, under new pressure, rather.
0: Yeah, Gordon, don't worry about highs. We've been seeing gold prices hitting record highs recently. Lots to do with sometimes uh, inflation expectations. Also, what's going on with geopolitics. What do you make of gold prices right now um, going into next year?
1: Right. So with the Fed signaling that, you know, mission accomplished, with inflation... Core CPI inflation at double their target, right? Them them doing a pivot yesterday suggests they think mission accomplished. They, they've, they've accomplished their mission. Clearly, they haven't. Their mission is a 2% rate, inflation rate, and core CPI is at 4%. They're far from their mission. But if they're signaling mission accomplished and they haven't accomplished their mission, that implies the dollar is going to lose further value, mm. further buying power.
0: All right, perhaps more dollar weakness down the road. We've been chatting with Gordon Johnson. He's the CEO and founder at GLJ Research, giving us the latest on U.S. markets. Stay money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app.